0: This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. We are continuing the uh, Tafsir class, the Tafsir of Surah Al-Baqarah. And we last left off at ayah number 230. We were speaking about the rulings related to divorce and talaq. And the last ayat that we read were about a type of talaq, if you will, which is when the woman initiates the, uh, the need to separate. And we mentioned this is called khula. And that uh, in Islam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given marriage importance, has given marriage sanctity, And it's something that should be protected. And it is uh, something that we should strive our best and try our hardest to keep our homes from breaking apart. But at the same time, that uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given a solution, a way out. If all other means fail, and there are several means that are mentioned in the Quran and the Sunnah. If the couple are struggling to be together for whatever reason, and often it is unmet expectations... It is rights and responsibilities that are not being fulfilled. If this happens, um, then they should fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They should admonish each other. They should advise each other. They should escalate it to other family members to become an arbiter. They should try their best to ensure that their family and this home stays intact. And Allah mentions in the Quran in Surah al nisa that there should be an arbiter from his side and, and, and her, her side. And if they want reconciliation, Allah will bring it so. And Allah will bring their hearts together. And uh, sometimes that it doesn't work out. And if it doesn't work out, then these are the options. Sometimes a person is stuck in a marriage. And it is better that they... After it becomes toxic, or the rights are not being fulfilled, or whatever the case is, that there's an option out for the man, which is the dalaq, and sometimes the woman needs to, uh, an option out, and that is where khul' comes in. Khul' is when the woman offers um, something in exchange for the divorce, either re- returning the dowry that was given to her, or whatever they agree upon uh, wealth-wise, almost buying herself out of the of the marriage. And then we also have a third type which is called fasakh and this is where the judge separates them. So you have talaq which is initiated by the man, khula' which is initiated by the woman, and then fasakh which is done by the ruler. Um, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in ayah number 230 says, Allah says, فَإِنْ طَلَّقَهَا فَلَا تَحِلُّ لَهُ مِنْ بَعْدُ حَتَّى تَنْكِحَ زَوْجًا if he divorces her So now a divorce has happened um, And this divorce here Is talking about the third time As we mentioned in previous lessons That the man has two divorces He's meant to divorce his wife, his wife once And then when he divorces her And says I divorce you or, or, or Any variation of those That There is a waiting period And in that waiting period He has the ability to take her back the and during that period, she should stay in the house. If he takes her back, they are husband and wife, and everything goes back to normal. But they wasted how many talqas? One. After a while, something happened, and then he did talaq again. Then there is a waiting period. By the way, if the waiting period finishes, which is three cycles, three menstrual cycles, if that finishes, he just he can't just take her back. She becomes. Ajnabi from him. She becomes a strange woman. And because the, he hasn't finished his talqas, to marry her he will have to approach her as a, and he has approached approach her and her family and try and get her married again. That's allowed because the talqas are not finished. That is if the waiting period ends. But within the waiting period he can take her back. And if he does that second time, the third time he divorces her, there's no more taking her back. It's over. So here Allah is talking about what happens afterwards. فإنطلقها? And if he divorces her the third time. فَلَا And she is not lawful unto him Thereafter it's over It's over Until she has married another husband So Here Allah is telling us Jalla Jalaluhu Is there ever A way back for these exes? A man divorced his wife the third time Is there ever a way That they can get back together? And no until she marries another man, and then that man divorces her. حتى tankiha زوجا غيره. Until she marries another man. فَإِنْ طَلَقَهَا This new husband now, if he divorces her, then afterwards There is no sin on both of them. أن إن أن to reunite, provided they feel that they can keep the limits. Set by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So there's a lot to unpack here. Uh, can they ever get together? Yes, but first what needs to happen? She needs to find a new husband first. Can that be orchestrated? Can that be planned? Can he say to her, okay, we can't... get. Listen, let me find a guy. He marries you for a few days. Can, that, can they orchestrate it? They cannot. And there are strict prohibitions around this. So it has to happen naturally. Meaning what? Meaning... After the third divorce, she finishes her cycle, her idda period. After she finishes her ida period, other men approach her. These men, when they approach her, she finds one that she likes. Then she gets married. This could take months, years, doesn't matter. And it should be a genuine marriage. Then after that marriage, it should be a genuine divorce. It can't be the old the the old ex coming back saying, "Let me see the kids. Let me help you out now." All of a sudden, super helpful, (laughs) trying to now she's a new she's so it's his ex-wife. Another another man married her, and he's roaming around the house, visiting all the time, and trying to get her back. He's not allowed to do that. This is sometimes people because you're married. uh, I was married for 15 years. I can't see her with this other man. Well, then you should not have used up your divorces. But you have to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and this marriage, this new marriage should be respected. Now, if then for some reason that doesn't work out, then she waits for her iddah. Then afterwards, they can marry, but he has to approach her walis again, her guardians. He has to propose to her, he has to give her a new dowry, and then they can be together. This husband that she marries after him, that marriage must be genuine. And also, they must consummate the marriage. So what's not allowed is that she finds a husband, marries him, but they don't consummate. She waits around, waits around, and then says, listen, I want a divorce. And then goes back to her old husband. This is not allowed. So they have to consummate the marriage. There was a hadith, there was an incident during the time of the Prophet ﷺ, where a woman came to the Prophet Sallallahu complaining about her husband. The husband she's complaining about is the new one. So she had a divorce with her ex. He divorced her. And then she came to the Prophet complaining about his, uh, ability to, to perform. She said, yeah, I, this husband, he's no good for me. Right? She, she said this. And the Prophet Sallallahu figured out and he asked her, Do you want to go back to your old husband? And the prophet said no Until your new husband consummates marriage with you So from this we learn That you cannot just Do a nikah on paper And then annul it on paper And then go back to your old husband One of the fawaid the scholars mention The benefits the scholars mention Is that they say that men They have uh, this jealousy over the woman folk Over their wives This protectiveness over them So when you know if i divorce her a third time i cannot another man has to marry her Oof! this will prevent you from divorcing her right to begin with so this is one of the benefits of it right it is almost appealing to your nature like i can't have my my wife and it hurts a lot of people say that when they divorce their wife the third time they say listen it's very difficult to see her with another man well you ended the marriage you ended the marriage so here, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is teaching us: if he divorces her at her time, she it's not halal for him. Until she marries another husband. Uh, this is one of the evidences that the Hanafi school has used for not having the wali as a condition. Not having, according to the majority of scholars, a woman cannot marry without the permission of her guardian, her father, her brother, etc. He has to give her hand in marriage. Right? She needs a wali. Uh, the Hanafi school Among the evans is this ayah Because here Allah says افهيد, If the old, first husband divorces her at her time فَلَا له, She is not halal for him She's unlawful for him حَتَّى Until she marries So they say It doesn't say Until she is married off it's Until she marries So Allah attributed Some agency towards her So this is one of the evidence That they use But that's not necessarily The case because in language, sometimes you you, you can say, uh a woman will say, "I got married," but the implication is that she was married off. So just because she says "I got married," doesn't mean it doesn't necessarily have to imply that she got married without a wali. But anyway, I digress. Um, so they can come together. There is two narrations that mention that the person, there's the the practice of being the the second husband, that there was a practice, or that one, let me halalify your ex wife for you by marrying her for a period of time. Let me be that man in between that's being talked about here. She has to marry a new husband. Some people would, would maybe be incentivized. Listen, I'm gonna give you some money, I divorce my wife three times, why don't you go and marry her for a while? If you have to consummate, you have to consummate. And then afterwards, could you please divorce her so I can marry her? So they're orchestrating this, right? What is the hukum of this? The curse of Allah is upon those people. Prophet in hadith, in Nasai and Tirmidhi, لَعَنَ اللَّهُ الْمُحَلِّلُ وَالْمُحَلِلَّهُ May the curse of Allah be upon the one that will do this and try and make the ex-wife halal for him by marrying her for the purpose of divorcing her. This is not allowed. So the curse of Allah is upon those people. In another hadith, the Prophet said, تَيْسٌ مُسْتَعَارٌ this person is a rented goat A, a rented goat And, uh, and uh, so uh, heavily heavily discouraged And uh, heavily criticized to do this Right? This should not be done However the ulama they discuss Not just whether it is done or not If it is done What is the ruling of that nikah And the subsequent nikah So let's say some people They know it's a sin They know it's not allowed They do it anyway they're like, okay, listen, I just want to get back to my wife. So I did this. What is the sheikh? I I asked a man or I paid a man to marry my ex and then divorce her so that I can, can marry her because otherwise she would have the halal for me. Now, he married her, then he divorced her, then I married her. What is the hukum of their nikah and what is the hukum of my new nikah? Is it all false? Is it all written off? Or do they, Are they, I understand that you are sinful, but are they valid? Or is that early nikah invalid and then this meaning and then also your nikah also invalid? And does that mean that they have to separate now? Because some people do this. The fuqaha, and the scholars and the jurists, they say that generally speaking, this is haram to do. But when we want to address whether a nikah is valid or not, we look at the conditions and the pillars, are they present? So we would say in this, in this person, uh, in the prophet, prophet's word, this person that you rented to do this for you, doing that, did he did, did he propose to her to marry? Was there a dowry given? Was there permission from the guardian taken? Were there witnesses? And was there an acceptance and an offer? Were the conditions of marriage met in that instance? If it's yes, 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 yes then they are what legally married. So it stands. Did they consummate? Yes, they consummate. Okay, so that would mean that that marriage. Legally, Islamically, it's, the marriage is valid, but they're both extremely sinful. Not only sinful, they are cursed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then, when he divorced her, again, we would say, were the conditions of divorce met? Yes, they were. Then, then, if that person then ends up marrying them, we're not gonna say they must be separated. We're gonna say, uh, the marriage is valid, but you're all sinful and you need to repent. And this is not open season all of a sudden. Just because something is valid And people do this often And we need to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Because someone that is cursed by Allah What, what kind of life will you live? And people are wondering Shaykh, what happened to my business? What happened to my children? Ah, uh, uh, this one is ill And my business is not working out And uh, my life is Yeah, you invoke the curse of Allah upon yourself If you ever come across a hadith Or an ayah Whoever does such and such The curse of Allah is upon them Don't rush into doing something like that and think it's a sin, I will repent, repent from it later. Because you do not want to be, because what is the curse of Allah? The word la'an, what is it? La'an means ad-dard, wal-ibi'ad, an It is to be removed and to be taken far away from the mercy of Allah. Where Will we be without the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? But, so, what did we learn in this ayah? Number one, if a man divorces his wife three times, khalas, it's over. What has to happen? She has to marry another man. And this has to be a genuine marriage. And they have to also consummate. If you don't consummate, you can't go back. If it's not genuine marriage, they're all sinful. This is not allowed. And the prophet curse those that facilitate this. Then afterwards, and it, I, th- these things do happen. Sometimes you'll see uh, a marriage ends, and then the woman goes on with her life, and she marries another man, and there's a 10-year marriage. And then after that, somehow it doesn't work out, and they separate. And then she looks for her old husband, 10 years ago. You no, know, let me see if he's still around. And then you end up together. It, it can happen, right? And Alhamdulillah, if it happens, if that's what you wanted. خير. But you cannot engineer these things. And if you run a state together so badly, then do not use up your divorces to begin with. Um, then Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said, "فَإِنْ دَلَّقَهَا If the new husband divorces her, the other husband divorces her. فلا جُنَاهَا عَلَيْهِمَا There is no sin on both of them, the two exes." أَن To reunite. إِنْ أَن If they feel that they can keep the limits of Allah and live together with harmony, peace, and fulfilling each other's rights and responsibilities. Then Allah reminds us, "وَتِلْكَ حُدُودُ اللَّهِ And these are the limits of Allah. All of these rules should not be broken. These are what? The limits set by Allah. يُبَيِّنُوهَا لِقَوْمٍ يَعْلَمُونَ Allah makes them plain and clear. For those people who have knowledge Meaning, you know the rules now Do not transgress upon them Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَإِذَا طَلَّقْتُمُ النِّسَاءَ أَجَلَهُنَّ أَوْ سَرِّحُهُنَّ بِمَعْرُوفِ This is ayah number 231 Here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about When you've divorced your wife And this is not the third divorce This could be the first or the second where there is scope for you, what, to take her back? When you have divorced your woman, فَبَلَغْنَ أَجَلَهُنَّ And they have, to so the word فَبَلَغْنَ means to reach. And they have reached the term, the prescribed term, meaning the three cycles. But in this ayah, it doesn't mean to reach, it means when they get close to it. When they get close to it. فَبَلَغْنَ أَيْفَ When the idda period is about to finish, it's time to make a decision. Am I going to take her back? Or am I not going to take her back? Because what happens, my uh, beloved brothers and sisters, what happens is, if a man... Well, how long is the iddah for a divorced woman, Muhsin? Three cycles. Very good. So a man divorced his wife for the first time. Those three cycles, let's say, she waited for ten days, and then her menstrual cycle started, and it lasted for six days. That's sixteen days. After that, It took another three weeks, um, and then another cycle happened, and then another three weeks. Let's say for a period of three months. It took three months for the three menstrual cycles to finish. And then what happens if it ends? It's only one divorce, right? What happens if it ends? If the period ends and the husband doesn't take her back, she's a free woman. She can. He can say, then he has to propose to her. Then he has to what? Say, I would like to take you back. And she can say, yes, but I don't want to. She, and she can go and marry someone else if she wants to. Um, now, here Allah is saying, وَإِذَا النِّسَاءً And when you divorce the woman, the first or the second one, فَبَلَغْنَا أَجَلَهُنَّ And the time period is about to finish. Let's say it was three months, you know, two months and three weeks. There's little time left. Then make the decision. فَأَمْسِكُوهُنَّ بِمَعْرُوفٍ أَوْ بِمَعْرُوفٍ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, then either take them back within kindness and reason. Take them back. Or, سَرِّحُهُنَّ Bima'Rufin, Set them free within kindness and reason. Right. So, be sensible. The time is about to finish. Either make a decision, take her back, and live together in harmony, and sort out the problems. Or, let her go, and be done with it. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَلَا dirara," And do not take them back to hurt them. What would that mean? Do not take them back. Sometimes, this would happen in the past, and it may have still happen today. The man will wait. So, she doesn't know, is he going to take him back? Is he going to, what's going on? The iddah period is about, and if, when the iddah period is about to end, he says, I take you back. And they're now married again. But then he treats her not in the right way He doesn't feel rights or responsibilities He keeps her Just because he wants to keep her And sometimes they would say Listen I won't divorce you And you won't have a good marriage And you're stuck with me Until your hair goes grey And then she's stuck in the marriage I will never divorce you This is دراه. This is harming the woman What is Allah teaching us? If you're going to keep her If you're going to keep the relationship intact Then do it in ma'roof Within reason and kindness And if you're not going to do that بمعروf, Let her go in, in, in reason and kindness Taib ولا and do not take them back، دُرّاراً to harm them and to hurt them. لتعتدوا so that you can transgress upon them. and whoever does that. whoever does that، فقد ظلم نفسه he has first and foremost wronged himself by incurring all this sin by doing this to the woman. So Allah is teaching us here when you are married whether you want to divorce your wife, keep your wife, let her go, do it all within righteousness, kindness, and and, and be reasonable. And do not treat the laws of Allah, the ayats of Allah, the Qur'an, and these rules, and these commandments, do not treat them as a jest and a joke. One time, Abdullah ibn Abbas, the companion, a man came to him and said, I divorced my wife a hundred times. And then he said to her, you had only the right to divorce her three times. And these three times they count. As for the 97 times, you took the ayat of Allah as a jest and a joke. This ayah applies to you. And we have to be very careful. When we gained access, to these women That came from their father and mother's homes And they were put under our care And under our responsibility And in our homes And they're bearing our children Raising our children Doing this all this for us This is all sanctioned by the book of Allah And these laws and commandments They deserve respect So this is why you cannot be playing around with them And at to fair Allah <laughs> subhanahu wa ta'ala in that regard وَلَا and do not take the laws of Allah and the ayahs of Allah as something that is a joke and something that can be taken lightly. An interesting point to remember, divorce is among the things that you cannot joke about. Prophet in hadith, three things, if they are mentioned as a joke or if they are mentioned uh, not as a joke but uh, for real, it doesn't matter, they will happen. Among them was so if you say to your wife I divorce you And they say "Ah, I was joking It doesn't matter She's divorced You can't say it as a joke You can't say it as a joke it's, If you say it If you come to the judge yes, So what did, you say? The judge, what did you say I said you are divorced But judge, sheikh, imam I didn't mean it I was just messing with her doesn't matter Did you say it? Yes, it counts You don't joke about these things You do not joke about these things um, and, uh, the, the other thing is giving someone away in marriage as well. You don't joke about these things either. So, uh, you, this is something very sensitive and important, so you can't take it as lighting. Talaq is not something that is like. Similarly, anger. Anger is something that is often over-exaggerated. Ya yeah, Sheikh, Wallahi, my divorce shouldn't count. Why? I was angry. I was angry. And people, they will abuse this. They'll say, Ya yeah, Sheikh, I was angry, so it shouldn't count. And then the anger that the scholars would, the type of anger that the scholars would say, your divorce doesn't count because you are so angry, is a type of anger where you do not know what you're doing. Where you are so angry, you are unaware of what you're doing. So if someone comes and says, "Uh, I divorced my wife in, in a state of anger. And you say, okay, do you remember what time it was? Oh yeah, it was 9.32. Okay, and what happened? This happened, that happened. And then what? And then this happened, that happened. And then, how did you feel this way, and this way? This is someone that is very lucid. Someone that is aware of what's happening. It's not someone that is seeing red. There is levels of anger that once you reach that level of anger, you have no idea what's going on. This is the type that is forgiven. Does that make sense? Some people, they stretch it. They may, he might, he might have been just upset. And, but, that's the thing. Get into the habit of not using the word Talaq, divorce as something You threaten your wife with or use it Don't have it, have it off the table And let it be something that only Comes up in an actual sitting down Where witnesses are present And you're serious about it, if not then don't mention it And don't use it like that, it's not something to joke about Uh, It's a serious matter And Allah is saying Do not take the ayat of Allah as something that is a joke May Allah forgive us Wa'dhkuru and mention and remember, نعمة اللَّهِ alaikum, the many blessings of Allah upon you. The ulama say the blessings that are being mentioned here is how Allah is clarifying to us all these rules. Among the blessings that we have is that we have a creator that cares for us and loves us so much that he's giving us a manual for our life. To the point where we are being told, this is how you divorce, this is how you marry, this is how the rules follows, and they're all in our benefit. Allah is saying, do not harm the woman, do not do this, do not, this is all ni'mah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we have this guidance. Without this guidance, imagine we had to make this up ourselves. This is a blessing of Allah. The knowledge that we get, have from the Quran in itself is a ni'mah. So mention and remember the ni'mah that Allah has given you. And that which Allah has sent down upon you from the book and the hikmah, the prophetic sunnah. The book and the hikmah, the prophetic sunnah. This is one of the ayats that clearly mentions that something has been revealed by Allah. There are some people that refuse the sunnah to be a thing. The, have you guys heard of the Qur'an alone people? Who've, people that say, I only follow the Qur'an, I don't care about the sunnah. Hadith, I don't care about it. The Prophet said in Bukhari, I don't care about it. I just want the Qur'an. Those people, first, I would love to see how they pray. Because Allah says in the Qur'an, established the prayer. But you know how many salahs we pray in when we pray, that's not in the Quran, that's in the Sunnah. So we need the Sunnah. We need the Sunnah. And uh, there are ayats, so like this one that they struggle with. The people the Quran, own people say, Okay, I have a question for you. Here Allah says, وَمَا anzala alaykum and that which Allah has sent down Allah has sent down, right? Revealed from the book, the Quran. And the hikmah. The word and implies something separate. If I say to you, Muhammad and Ali came in, Muhammad and Ali are two separate things, right? Okay, so we get what the Quran is, the book is, what's this hikmah? What is this thing? That what is this? it's the sunnah of the Prophet. And there's other ayats that clearly indicate this as well, such as when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Uh إِلَيْهِمْ And we have sent upon you the, the 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 remembrance of the dhikr, so that you can clarify to people that which they have has been revealed upon them. So, there is something that's been sent down to clarify that which has been revealed. So, what is that thing? What is this clarifying thing that has been sent? It's the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. So, the sunnah is also revelation. A lot of people don't realize this. They say, the Qur'an is from Allah and the sunnah is from the Prophet. Where is the Prophet getting the sunnah from? That's also revelation. Because everything the Prophet did was divinely inspired by Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. So, uh, Allah is telling us that uh, we should remember the blessings of Allah upon us And among those blessings are the book and the wisdom Which is the sunnah Ya'idukum bihi. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is instructing us And reminding us and admonishing us Through the book and the sunnah And some ulama say Allah is putting fear in you Fear Allah For there are consequences for uh, transgressing these limits Wa'alamu and no. What was the initial instruction in the ayah? If you're going to divorce a woman then, uh, or when you have divorced her, and the idda period is about to end, make a decision. Either keep her in kindness and righteousness and, 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 and reason, or let her go. And do not keep them to hurt them. Here Allah is saying, alamu أَنْ no and Allah indeed Allah, بِكُلِّ شَيْء, in every single thing, ٰلِيمُونَ is all aware. So Allah knows your intention when you're saying, I'm keeping you. So, fear Allah, th- there is a reason why Allah is mentioning that he is alimun bi kulli Allah knows everything. Meaning, Allah saying, I know your intention. When you're saying, I take you back, and you're taking your wife back, but your intention is to harm her, to hurt her, to prolong this uh, the, this thing, and to, then Allah knows what you're doing. Fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in, in this regard. طيب. Um, وَإِذَا طَلَّقْتُمُ nisaa And this is ayah number 232. And when you divorce your woman, And they have now finished their term. The three menstrual cycles have finished now. The earlier ayah, it was about to finish. And what you were told, make a decision. Now it's over. Do not prevent them. Do not prevent who? The couple that just divorced. So, there's a back around uh, story for, for this So what would happen was Let me tell you the some of Nuzul Or one of the the stories behind this There was a, a companion called Ma'aqal Ma'aqal ibn Yasar And his cousin approached him And said let me marry um, your uh, your daughter And he he was protective of her Or was it his sister? Uh, anyway it was one of his He said can I marry this person And he was protective of her And he refused many men and he said, okay, I trust you, you're a good man You can marry her As long as you honor her And they got married After a while, he couldn't get along So, he divorced her Just once, he divorced her And then the iddah period finished She went on her way, back to her Back to Maqal Then How many divorces did he do? One Is there an option for them to get back together? What has to happen? He has to remarry her. Who who does he have to go to first? Her Willie. So he went back to Maqal. And before that, he spoke to her. He said, listen, we're going to get back together. Are you happy with it? She was happy with it. She was happy to get back together to her old husband. He's happy with it as well. They came to Maqal. Maqal said, never. I've honored you. You divorced her. What you do? Get out of here. And then the Prophet find out, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This ayah was revealed. This ayah was revealed on this issue, which is that family members, the guardian, the awliya ul umur, the people that are in charge, they cannot and should not prevent, they should not prevent the couple that wants to be together, even if their divorce happened and they want to get back together, they shouldn't prevent that from happening. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, وَإِلَا تَلَّقْتُمُ النّسَهَا And when you divorce the woman, فَبَلَقَنَا أَجَلّهُنَا And they idda period. فَلَا تَعْضُلُوهُنَ أَن يَنْكِحْنَا Do not prevent them for them to marry their former husbands, their exes. تراضوا, if they mutually agree, بالمعروف, within reason. If they agree and there is a, there is a uh, joy and they want to be together, husband and wife, then do not prevent that from happening. Because they, they've been, they were married a month ago, two months ago, whatever. They know what's best for them. Let them have another go at it and do not prevent them from it. ذَٰلِكَ مَنْ كَانَ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ That is an admonishment uh, from Allah subhanahu wa مَنْ كَانَ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ Whoever believes in Allah and the last day. So Allah is reminding us, those of you that are preventing the woman folk that you're in charge of, your daughters, your sisters, whoever the case is that you're in charge of, from getting back to the husbands that they were married to before, you're preventing them. No, I refuse. I'm not going to let you. Allah Taala is telling us, don't do this. Don't exert this authority over them. Let them. Let them get back. Do not prevent them. If they mutually agree, and it is within ma'awuf, can there be certain circumstances where it's a really bad idea and you want to veto it? Maybe. But the vast, vast, vast majority of time, we should let this happen. Ta'ib. Allah then says, Indeed, this is more virtuous and purer for you. Allah admonishes us with two things. Belief in Allah and belief in the last day. Why? Because when you believe in Allah, you believe in the one that will hold you accountable. And when you believe in the last day, you believe in the day you will be held accountable. So there's a very strong reminders. Fair Allah in that regard. And this is more virtuous and pure for the The word azka means that this is, there is more tazqi in this, meaning more blessing, purer, better, wa more pure for you. Wallahu ya'lamu and Allah knows. Allah knows what's best. Allah knows what's better. Allah knows wa antum la ta'lamun, and you do not know. So follow Allah's laws, follow Allah's commandments, and this is better for the couple, for the family. I want to summarize some of the rulings we learned today and conclude there. In I number 230, we learned that if a man divorces his wife a third time, then that, that marriage is over. And then that she must find a new husband. And that new husband, that marriage has to be genuine. And after they are married for a long time or for a period of time, it doesn't have to be long, but as long as it is genuine, if he then ends up divorcing her, then she's allowed to get back to her old husband. And when that happens... There is no harm in them coming together. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, and Allah tells us these are the hudud of Allah. Here we learned that those that do tahleel, those that facilitate this, those that allow orchestrate this, that they are cursed by Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. And what did the Prophet Wasallam call the man that facilitates this? What do they call him? Taysun Mustaar. Then the following ayah talks about the, those that, when they divorce their wives, she is still in the Idda period, and Allah is telling us when it becomes close and it's time and her aid is about to be finished you need to make a decision. And Allah mentions Are you going to keep her or are you going to let her go? And you not allowed to just keep her to harm her. You're not allowed to keep her to harm her. Uh, and to just prolong this without any intention of being married to her a proper marriage. Then Allah mentions that this is a dhulm and that this is a, taking Allah's ayat as something that is to be played with. May Allah protect us from that. And then the following ayah, Allah talks about those that woman folk, but the idda has finished, and now she's technically a strange woman. But they still have some dalaqs left, and they can get back together. And that requires a proposal and for them to remarry. And then that the awliya, umur, the people in charge are not allowed to prevent them from doing so, and we mentioned the story of Maqal al-Nasar. Inshallah ta'ala, I conclude here. Uh, next week, we'll be speaking about the ayahs related to um, breastfeeding the child How long should it be done How is it done This ayah And inshallah ta'ala also What happens when a woman not, Is not divorced Or her husband dies And what are the rules in related to that Barak wa da'wana alamin Just from there Okay, so this person is asking, how do you read your istihara? So there is an istikhara prayer, that you pray prayer, two raka'at, and then you read a du'a, the du'a that was taught by the Prophet sallallahu I advise this person, if you go to the Green Message YouTube channel, there is a video, how to pray istikhara. And in it, it is explained in detail, how do you pray your istikhara, and that you can find the du'a there as well. Please go there. Um, how do you know your thoughts on decisions are not from shaitan and are genuine? Once you start uh, thinking that our thoughts are from shaitan, this can lead to waswas. And you're going to start doubting every single thing. If you uh, are thinking about things rationally and clearly and seeking consultation and not keeping in your head, but speaking to people, as long as you are making rational decisions based on reason and things that are good for you, then inshallah ta'ala this is not from shaitan. And always say, "A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir And... Uh, If you have genuine opinions on something It doesn't mean that it's from shaitan And don't let the shaitan trick you into this So that you get the waswas Um, Is there an idda after khula' We covered all of the things related to khula' In the previous episode If you can watch that inshallah What if the husband claims his anger Was real anger But the wife disagrees Do we go with the husband's view Or with Okay So divorce is in the hand of the husband And Is in the hand of the husband Now if you're saying he's complying And he wasn't even angry So let's say uh, a a husband divorces wife And after he divorces wife He says I was angry beyond measure and I wasn't con- controlling of my mind. So this, there was an account. The judge will have to take his word for it. And if the wife said he is... A, he, so there's two options. Either the wife says he was angry but not that angry. Then the judge would rule the husband because he, he knows his own personal experience. Right? Now, and that's what he would rule. But I think this is not a fatwa question. So um, the people, this, I think it's from the sisters... Certain uh, issues and questions are more qada and fatwa. So fatwa is a ruling that I can give, general. What's the of such and such? But a qada is a particular scenario, and that requires a really speaking to the people and and speaking to the husband, speaking to the wife, and seeing exactly what is going on. I cannot say that. Um, so the wife. So this person is saying, what if the wife believes that he's lying or that she doesn't agree that he was angry? Uh, how does she know she's right? Is she a percent right? Is she 80% right? Is she causing her doubt? If that's the case, then uh, we go with the asl. We go with the asl that uh, he's being truthful. But I think this would be ruled by the, whoever they go to as the imam, the sheikh, the judge that they go to will look at the situation and hear them both out and then give them a ruling. Any other questions that you have, we'll cover them inshallah ta'ala in next week's class.